Okay. All right, let's try this again. Hey, everybody say hello in some sort. Can we do, <laughs> we, we, we can do this. Hola. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. It is the baptism of the Lord. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining Hi. us. That's right. We are starting off ordinary time without the first Sunday in ordinary time. That would make yep. too much sense. Yep. That's right. So we're going to the baptism of the Lord. Our readings... Uh, it can be found at usccb.org for the Sunday readings for January 10th, 10th, which is this Sunday. Uh, we're going to be looking at Isaiah 42, Psalm 29, uh, Acts chapter 10, and the Gospel of Mark. So let's jump right into it. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, here is my servant whom I am uphold. What? That's not correct. Close. Thus says the Lord, here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one with whom I am pleased, upon whom I have put my spirit. He shall bring forth justice to the nations, not crying out, not shouting, not making his voice heard in the street. A bruised reed he shall not break, and a smoldering wick he shall not quench, until he establishes justice on the earth, the coastlands will wait for his teaching. I, the Lord, have called you for the victory of justice. I have grasped you by the hand. I formed you and set you as a covenant of the people, a light for the nations, to open the eyes of the blind, to bring about prisoners from confinement and from the dungeon those who live in darkness. Our responsorial psalm comes from Psalm 29. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Give to the Lord, you sons of God, Give to the Lord glory and praise. Give to the Lord the glory due his name. Adore the Lord in holy attire. The Lord will bless his people with peace. The voice of the Lord is over the waters, the Lord over vast waters. The voice of the Lord is mighty. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The Lord will bless his people with peace. The God of glory thunders, and in his temple all say glory. The Lord is enthroned above the flood. The Lord is enthroned as king forever. The Lord will bless his people with peace. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Peter proceeded to speak to those gathered in the house of Cornelius, saying, In truth, I see that God shows no partiality. Rather, in every nation, whoever fears him and acts uprightly is acceptable to him. You know the word that he sent to the Israelites as he proclaimed peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all, what has happened all over Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. He went about doing good and healing all those oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. A reading from the Gospel of Mark. This is what John the Baptist proclaimed. One mightier than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop and loosen the thongs of his sandals. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. It happened in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized in the Jordan by John. On coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit, like a dove, descending upon him. And a voice came from the heavens, You are my beloved Son. With you I am well pleased. 
All right, so go ahead and take a couple minutes to uh, reflect on the readings or look over them again, and we will discuss some of the things that stand out to us here. Again, you can always uh, email us or send us some of your insights uh, if you would like to share those. Hopefully you're able to participate in this with uh, some other people so that you guys can have a conversation around these readings. So we have actually taken the, some time to look over these ahead of time, so we'll jump right into uh, some of those things that stand out to us. I think something that stands out to me um, is in the first reading, um, towards the end, um, kind of, I guess, the second paragraph, if you will. Um, I, the Lord, have called you for the victory of justice. I've grasped you by the hand. I've formed you and set you as a covenant of the people, a light for the nations to open the eyes of the blind. Um, just that reminder in, like, returning... Um, like returning to the Lord, but like that he's called each of us individually. Um, and like claimed us as one of his own, which occurs in baptism. Um, but as it talks about in the first paragraph of um, talking about, here's my servant whom I behold, um, which is, I guess, um, referencing the gospel in which Jesus is baptized uh, by John the Baptist. There's two different things that really stand out. The first one is, uh, well, in order of the readings, uh, Acts chapter 10. So I think we forget sometimes about the power that the Holy Spirit had or has today, but also had on those men who were closest to Jesus, Peter specifically, in the Acts of the Apostles. There's a scene right before this, or maybe it's right after this, I, I have to go back and look, but like Peter is walking through the streets and his shadow is healing the oppressed as he walks by. Like that's the power that he had. And so when he's talking about uh, that God anointed Jesus with the, the Holy Spirit and power and went out, doing good and healing all those oppressed by the devil for God was with him. God was with Peter, right? And he goes to Cornelius, who is a centurion, and he, Cornelius falls at, kneels at Peter, and Peter says, I too am a man. And it begins this preaching, and this is where we pick up, and it talks about the showing no partiality, that Jesus was not just there for the Jews. We've talked about this so many times with the, the different reflections and even in this podcast. Um, Jesus's mission for a lot of the Israelite people was to save them from the Romans but once Jesus got here he made it very clear I'm not just here for you I'm here for everyone and this is kind of an, an echo of that mission um, being spoken by Peter uh, through Cornelius and the people that were around and then of course you have the gospel um, and what stands out to me with this and I think you can break it open even more. Uh, but John's baptism, people were going to John to be baptized because of their sin. And so Jesus goes to John, but Jesus is without sin. But Jesus does the same thing that we know now through uh, hindsight and understanding exactly what he was there to do to be amongst his people 
to be amongst the sinners. And I can't imagine um, what the immediate response was, especially we know the conflict with the Pharisees and Sadducees. But for those people who saw Jesus among the sinners being baptized, and of course John the Baptist, then you have this tearing open the temple, which would have been something uh, hugely profound to the Jewish people because that was a image of uh, when uh, the Pharisee would, the high priest would go into the temple uh, at, at the time of atonement, they would talk about the tearing of the veil of the temple uh, as when he came out from that period. And so you have the, the words of uh, the heavens being torn open, um, which is very profound and would have spoken volumes to those people who were to witness that that were, were Jewish um, and would have recognized that kind of uh, verbiage very clearly. So, and then, of course, right, you are my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. You have the, uh, the whole trinity present in this moment. I love the way that the, uh, you know, coming out of Advent and then Christmas and Epiphany and that sort of season, uh, following the Gospels, of just kind of like, this is what happens next, more or less. Obviously, there, um, the story of you know Jesus getting lost in the temple and some others that we hear kind of here and there. Uh, but we spent all this time saying, all right, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming, be ready for the Messiah, you know, make ready the way of the Lord. And it's like, okay, now he's here. What's what's he going to do? Um, and here's what he does. And this is his first, um, you know, one of his first appearances. And like you said, Paul, the one of the first things he does is he goes and identifies in a way with the with these sinners. And um, I think that's really cool. That's that's what is. Um, that's what it is that identifies him at the beginning of his ministry. I think in talking about identity, um, John very much knew who he was and he knew what his role was. Um, and he knew that his role was to point to Jesus and everything that John did was paving the way um, to Jesus. And he knew um, who he was and who he wasn't. I think it's huge when he was like, I'm not worthy to stoop and loosen the thongs of his sandals, which was the role of a servant. Um, and so he knew the greatness of Jesus um, and didn't even feel that he was worthy enough to play the role of, of Jesus' servant. Um, because Jesus could baptize with the Holy Spirit and he was only able to baptize with water um, and knew the greatness of, of who was coming after him. Yeah, and I think that, like, I feel like I've said this before, but in kind of considering your own role and your own identity in these readings, and, you know, again, we go through this every year, and we read the same thing, but it just to kind of, you know, kind of called to take, like, a different look at it, and kind of just like along what you were saying is, it's kind of encouraging to really consider your own role in knowing, I guess, knowing your place, but in the sense, like, oh gosh, I just lost what I was going to say. Kind of discerning your identity in this faith journey and seeing how, like, John the Baptist, you know, he obviously was pointing towards Christ this entire time and basically going through this process so continually, but also finding new ways to kind of discern your own identity, even though it's kind of just a 
a repetitive process every year to go through these readings and to go through these different gospels but just encouraging to find something very unique and find something that can be more personal kind of in the way that John the Baptist did. Yeah, I think it's important, like you said, going off of that, um, the baptism of the Lord appears in all four Gospels. So it's something that we need to make sure that we are um, honed into the message that's being given to us here. That, right, like, first, know your role. It's okay to understand that um, you are not the Messiah, right? And then it's our mission, the same that it was John's, to point people to the Messiah. Because um, even in the Gospel of John, the reading, uh, when it says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, is something that to the Jewish people would have been very clear what that was because of the sacrifices of animals that happened in the temple for the atonement of our own sins. For John to say, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, and recognizing him as he was coming towards him, to receive the baptism, it would have been very clear to those people that were around that this is the person who is the Messiah that will atone, his sacrifice will atone for all of our sins. And then I'm sure for those people that were present there, it was trying to figure out, well then what role do I play in that person being the savior? Um, yeah. I think one last thing to look at here in the gospel um, is just, the last line is what the father says to the son um, that you are my beloved son with you I am well pleased um, and just a reminder that in our own baptism we are baptized into that um, we are made children of God um, and I think this is just imagining this being said you know, the, if we can be living in Christ you know, God says this same sentence of us um, and this is where starts so it's just a cool spot to look at for that well folks that's all we have for you today uh we hope you had a fruitful time reflecting on these readings a what <laughs> okay i thought she said frugal like <laughs> i hope you didn't spend any money while we were reading this fruitful is that not a proper way to frugal. say that fruitful yes it sounded like frugal no it was fruitful mm. Hopefully it was for all of them. We're going to try this one more time. Well, that's all we have for you today, folks. I hope your time reflecting on these readings was fruitful. We will see you back here next week. Why did you emphasize that so Or <laughs> you will hear us back here next week. <laughs> Bye. Mm -hmm. Bye, folks. Bye. Enjoy <laughs> carnival season.